It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. What is up? We are back with another episode of the podcast. Today's episode brought to you by Link Scott from Coronas Real Estate. Under the new Labor government, it is a crime to sell your house with anyone else. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host, the man who is harder to reach than the President of the United States, the Dandy Duck and Commissioner Tristan Blacker. How are you, mate? DT, well, let me give yourself a little bit of an intro. Dale Taylor, President of Basketball Operations <laughs> and new new draftee to the Packy Upper Unicorns. Yeah, mate. Yes, uh, my first season going around as as uh, a peasant. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. Like, I love that continuity and and all of that with with our franchises and teams. And I was a little bit sad to see the Reapers put on the put on the rack for a season. Uh yeah. I mean, I, I guess, but um, you know, I'm I'm actually really excited to just yeah, sort of have a bit of a run around and and you know, it was cool to go in the draft and sort of experience it from a different standpoint. So I'm actually really enjoying it. <laughs> it was it was quite funny for like some of our newer guys. You know, me and a few of the other blokes get into DT saying that he should be a first rounder, he should be a first rounder. And the last couple of seasons, we've locked him in for him to have to select himself in the second round. And the the first time that he's not a GM, he gets picked in the first round. So it was an absolute <laughs> stitch up. And, so, and one person that I'm always arguing about with uh, with this is is Greg. And then he went first pick of the second round. It was like. Yeah. It's just he, yeah. He he messaged me. He's like, I don't even need to say it, do I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite funny. So yeah, when the Reapers do come back, whenever that is, um, projected first round pick, Dale is a self selection pick. <laughs> oh jeez, mate. Um, we're we are close to to kicking this thing off. So we're we're yep. uh, to, as we're recording this, it's Saturday night, seven thirty. Yeah. Um, and and come Monday we will be uh, we'll be running around on a basketball court. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think, you know, like after we kind of come out of COVID at the back end of this uh, last year, we we thought that you know it was all done and dusted. But there's been a little bit of a flow on effect from COVID, and and that really affected our uniform uh, supply from from overseas. So you've obviously worked pretty hard to make these uniforms happen and come in. You've had to find a new supplier. Uh, with Taylor Team Wear, which I know personally was a very difficult task. So well done to you. And obviously you dropped off some uniforms for the Tuesday night competition today and they look very, very schmick. And they're um they're good to go. And yeah, like you said, now we're we're waiting for round one and there will be no hiccups, I promise you that. We're uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into it and Super League's gonna be back to normal. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a, a good thing or a bad thing in terms of, you know, putting wind into the sails or taking wind out of the sails with the extended preseason. But um Yeah. I mean it was I mean, from my standpoint, I, I, I did enjoy sort of getting a bit more of a run in with the guys before the season so I sort of know who's who and, and who does yeah. what well and Yeah. Uh, I suppose there's no excuses once the season starts. No, that's right. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a, it was an extended time to, to have scrims. Um 
you know, a lot of teams did get fill-in players from time to time, and, and that's fine. But for the most part, it did give a lot of our, you know, our 14 uh, franchises the opportunity to gel. And I think, you know, 90% of them have done that. And, it's, yeah, it's going to be a, a good start on Monday night. How are you feeling about your Ducks? What do you mean, mate? I've got I've got Steve West. So, what what more do I need? I got Steve Westy. West is best. He is Westy. No, look, no, I like the Ducks. I uh, I love the Ducks. Even I think we've got a really good even spread team. We've got a team that likes to move the ball, shoot the ball, and defend. Like you look at uh, Fab Fab Montes. Like I said in the last podcast, I think he's going to be really up there for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, we've got an, a really good all-rounded team and. I'm actually really stoked uh, to, to put on a Ducks jersey under our fearless leader, John O'Brien. There's a few bets going around, actually. Um, oh, yeah? I'm not sure if you've heard yourself, but uh, there's an over and under Tristan Blacker to play five games or more. <laughs> well, you know what? If uh, we can make sure that our referees... Uh, if we can get our referees to games, then I'll be playing overs. If um, <laughs> If we don't... Unfortunately, I'll be playing unders, but I'm I'm pretty confident this year. And and tech fouling me. Yes, um, it, it is a it is a hobby of mine. I must admit. <laughs> I, do like, uh, so, I do like the idea of refing on a Monday night and having the opportunity to tech you and Lee Belton in the one game. <laughs> Get us playing the Dragons and tech Plozer up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So, mate, I, yeah, just just finalising on the the scrimmages. Um, I know. So, there's a bit of a bit of a joke going around. It's been going on, on for a few seasons. For those who don't know, uh, whatever team that you play in, yep. the other night is the B grade comp, and your team yes. is the A grade comp. Yes. So, so we've obviously you and, you and I have you you and I have swapped nights. Uh, I am now running a Tuesday night competition. You are now running a Monday night competition. And coincidentally, um, the A-grade competition is that Tuesday night. So, <laughs> so if, you, if you hear a few things like that floating around, that's what it is. It's uh, it's nothing more than uh, just a bit of banter towards the uh, the other night's competition. But uh, how was the, uh, the B-grade competition scrimmages for yourself? Tell me, tell me, tell me who looks good. <laughs> no, look, I um, it's it's really hard. I think the GMs have done a phenomenal job in in selecting their franchises this season. Um, I, obviously, I didn't get a lot to to the Monday night uh, in the scrimmages, so you know you'll you'll touch on that. But I really like the look um, of the Vikings. Uh, they're, they're playing a full court man at the minute, uh, and they did so for most of the. Most of scrimmages, so they're a team that really stands out. Although they haven't had a lot of court time together, I like the Bulls. Um, you can't go past Tommy Welsh and and Jeff Reed together. That's out of control. And you've got Link Link Scott uh, running point for them as well. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be another another solid team. But mate, I, I, I'm probably gonna it's gonna sound like a broken record. I I think you know a lot of these teams can can show up and and do a really good job, but until we, you know, until we don those new uniforms and, and get out there, it's going to be a really tricky one to kind of ascertain who's at the top of the table. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually, um, there's a few teams that I'm really intrigued with on the on the Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, 
conference. So, and one of those is the Bulls, which I which I saw a little bit of, but the other one is uh, Reese's uh, new franchise, the Knights. Yep. Yeah, I had. I'm looking at them there, and I contemplated whether I was going to talk up the Vikings, Bulls, and Knights, uh, but I just went with the two. But you know, they're another team that can can do some damage. So, and then you've got Trav Blackney, who is who is rather arrogant, I thought, in his uh, in his uniform reveal. Yeah. Um, saying that you know he'd be surprised if he wasn't the favourite to to win the whole lot. Yeah. Look. Um, and, and you know, like, normally he's very modest because um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Dale. But one season he actually won MVP and Defensive Player in the same season. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't one to really talk about that, but he's kind of gone out on a limb here and yeah, made some comments. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, putting a target on his back, I think. Yep. Mate, um, let's just take a, a really quick break. Um, we'll hear from our sponsors. And we'll, we'll chat about the games that are coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Yep. Let's do it. Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au. All right, and we are back. Uh, Tristan, let's jump straight into the A-grade Monday night competition. <laughs> uh, the, the first game of the season uh, is going to be the Blazers and the Crocs. Uh, it is. So it's, it's uh, Dan Stowe's Crocs versus uh, Corey Bagel's Blazers. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think this has got the the makings to be a really good season opener. Um, I think the I've seen a fair bit of the Crocs uh, and the Blazers now, but um, the the Crocs are a team that intrigues me uh, in terms of uh, that they share the ball really really well. They've got so many unselfish players. I'm just keen to see who's going to put up the the bulk of the points. Uh, and the Blazers, on the other hand, they, I mean, they've got they've got you know the Bagel brothers, obviously, who can who can put up massive numbers. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm keen to see how this plays out. So, well, t- well, tell me, they're they're um, they're actually two teams that I haven't had a uh, a chance to really watch. So, what what type of game style can you see coming from the Crocs? Uh, like, if you if you had to compare it, like you know that Spurs basketball where you know, there's just there's just so many unselfish plays being being sort of uh, happening around the court. So like, you know, Matt Darcy, he's yep. a pass first guard, and then Jay Richardson pass first, Dan Stowe pass first. Uh, they got so many guys that are really really unselfish. Um, I actually think that their their sixth rounder, Jared Marshall, uh, is has the potential to be their second scorer actually for the for the yeah. Crocs. Wow. Yep. <laughs> So I don't know if you if you caught much of him, but he he looks very very sharp. Um, so potential potential steal of the draft, I think, right there. Um, and Jack Morris Burney, obviously, very good um, very good pickup taken in the second round as their their first pick. So I think he he'll probably obviously do a bit of uh, heavy lifting as well in terms of scoring. Talk to me about Jack because I obviously saw a, a few of the scrimmages at the start. 
um, and obviously the combines as well. And 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 Jack looks is looking super fit in my opinion. Uh, not that he wasn't in past seasons, but it's like he's got even fitter, um, and he's really added to his game style. Yeah, I mean, I, I see him out there taking threes, taking those you know post ups that he's really good at. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see how how it transfers into a game, but I'd like to probably see him more inside than outside. But yeah, um, you know these scrimmages, you sort of you know you you try and expand your game. So uh, I'm interested to see what he does um, on the inside because I mean you know Matt Darcy's going to find him for sure. Yeah, well that's right. Those that that one two punch is is going to work very nicely together. So. Again, Stowe's put together a, a pretty decent side, and you would you would expect them to go, you know, relatively deep into finals off the back of you know those players that we've mentioned, but also the way that um, you know Stowe leads his team as well. For the for the Blazers, it's almost um, it's almost a, a pretty it's almost like a run it back type uh, team. Yep. Yeah, they've got Corey and Kyle. They've got the Fridge in in Jaden. Uh, Trent Reeford, who who they're quite familiar with, Grimo, they're very familiar with. Uh, Gav McMaster, one of your faves, he's uh, he's on this squad as well. Yep, one of my all-time um, favourite Super League players, actually. And it yeah. still it still kind of pisses me off that he goes so low in the draft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they've got the Energizer Bunny and Sam Little, and uh, our favourite Marty Sanchez. So yeah, yeah, this this is no team to be. Uh, you know, it's a, certainly not a pushover of a team. They got obviously the two of the best scorers in the league, in my opinion. Um, and then you know you've got guys like Trent and and Jaden in there, who you know everyone knows how to use really well on that team. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. So, so based off that, uh, who's your, who's your tip for the for the first game? I I think I have to pick the Blazers. I think. The, the Crocs are going to be more of a slow burn type team. I can see them maybe dropping a couple early and, and coming on strong late in the season, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah, well, um, just to uh, be devil's advocate here, I'm going to go with the Crocs. Um, I know talking up Gav is one of my favourite Super League players, but Matt Darcy is probably one of my favourite Packenham Warriors players ever. Um, I've, I've loved watching him and coaching him over the time, and I think he's going to uh, play a big part in, in the Crocs having a really good season. So I'm going to go after Crocs. Yeah. It, I should note in a couple of those scrimmages, and actually I, I filled in with a game with him on um, on Thursdays or Wednesdays at, at Dandenong. Yeah. And uh, he absolutely torched the opposition. It was, it was insane. I couldn't yeah. believe. Like, I don't look at him and think, oh, he's going to put up a bunch of points, but he was like, he was our leading scorer by far. Oh, and, and that's the thing. So, you know, throughout juniors, he was it was very much, you know, that floor general, but he can score. When he went over to the States for a couple of years and played, uh, yeah, he was it was a potent scorer. And, you know, outside of a few shoulder issues when, you know, Simo and I coached him at Packenham, um, yeah, he could, he could put up points in bunches. So I'd like to see that Matt Darcy more than the floor general. Like, that's going to come to his game, you know, normally. But... Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see um, you know the amount of points that he puts up throughout the year. The next game is the Camels and the Kraken. Uh, so Kraken is is Dean Horn. He's coming back as a as a returning GM. He's done it once before, but uh, the Camels mainstay in Lachlan McGrath, who in my opinion has put together a Kraken side, as has Dean Horn. These these two sides. This might be. 
This be my, might be my pick of the round. I think this uh, this could be like if you if you wanted to pick a game that could potentially go to overtime. I think this one might be it. Yeah, look, um, Lockie, he he does it very well, and um, he's he's that next one. You know, from a GM standpoint, that you would love to see win a championship with uh, with within Super League because you know he dedicates a lot of time to it, and he, and on paper he's put together a very 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 handy side. So. But like you said, with the Kraken, uh, Horny's gone with the the young guns and you know some outside shooters. Uh, so I, I wouldn't disagree as far as you know being the match of the round and, and pushing into OT. But I'm gonna go with the old heads for this one and go with the Camels. A uh, little bit older guys, uh, bigger bodies, and I think they may just get over the line in what will be a real close one. Yeah, I, I I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think maybe the camels, um, you know, a coin coin flip sort of thing. But you know, I I think the camels actually have maybe a slight advantage, and they've got uh, Liam McDonald and Mike Stewart. So they've got two yeah. guys that are you know six four, six five plus, um, and and I think that's really going to pay dividends on the rebounds and 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 changing shots too. Is this the first? Um would this be Super League's first Twin Towers? Like, can you remember from past seasons whether it's been elite or um, or domestic across both locations where we've had two massive units playing in the one side? Uh, potentially, I actually actually feel like maybe one of um, Trav's Blazers teams with Jesse Henderson might have been. Yeah. Okay. Twin, but I could be wrong too, actually. Uh, well, well, that's great input, Dale. <laughs> yeah, maybe is the answer. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm liking I'm liking that option because they're both two you know versatile bigs that you know can get up and down the floor. Um, and then you've got like floor generals like Pete Kennedy uh, and and Hayden Melson. So yeah, and then you look at like Serge, Sergey boy, and yes. and Eli Evans. Uh, Eli Evans, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, I like this too. It's going to be good. You look at that Camels side and, and every one of those picks, you, you could almost argue that they probably should have gone higher in the draft. So yeah, I think I think uh, Lockie's done very, very well um, in the draft. And yeah, we'll see how deep they go into the season. Uh, the Kraken, they've obviously got you know Cooper Lanting, Jai and Seth Horn. Yep. Um, as we were talking, the three youngins in transition, but they've also added Joey Nativo. Yeah. Uh, so at, at any point in time, they've got like two, three, maybe even four guys that you know are, are elite in transition. Yeah, you're right. And, but not only that, like from a defensive standpoint, you know, you put those young guns, even you know, and then add Joey, and you really press up, um, you know, for a lot of that game. That they're just going to wear teams out. They're so fit. Um, you know, they they just harass for, for, for such young guys. They play a very high-level basketball for their age uh, with, you know, their representative commitments. So, yeah, th- this team, you know, as much as I've been kind of talking up the camels, this, this team's going to really do some damage uh, throughout the season. And then you've got the likes of Big Bojack, um, you know, inside. Um, you've got the likes of Joshy Saunders. As long as he's not disgusting from deep, <laughs> he can shoot the three ball. So, yeah, this is this is another team that's been put together relatively well. Uh, my only concern would be that 
the the younger guys um, in a full season and, and dealing with you know adult players. But in saying that, you know, Horny is a, is a good leader, and I'm sure he's picked that side for for a particular reason. And Cooper's already proved himself last season, I think, on the, on that on that side of things. You know, he he. He showed that he can play adult basketball with no dramas yeah. whatsoever. And then with Coop, you've got to you add to that that he's joined the Pakenham Youth League side, so the under twenty threes. Um, you know, in the, towards the end of our last season, so you know he's he's only gotten better, and with his state commitments as well, and what he's been doing there, he's only getting better. So, to me, Coop, you know, he's yeah, he's going to be one to watch from an MVP standpoint. I think. Couple of final notes on this game. So, so I think uh, I think maybe the Kraken even have like a, a different type of advantage in, you know, they could potentially run the other big guys off the floor and, and have an advantage of their own. Um, yeah. The other thing I'd like to point out is is Bryce Joyner. When when I scrimmaged against him uh, the other day, he puts himself in really good spots, and yeah. uh, I think he's he's going to be a really underrated addition to that team as well. Um, you know, we didn't see. I didn't see a heap of him last season, but yeah, for for sure in the scrimmages, I was really impressed. Well, he missed a few games last season, and, and that was probably the talk of the town in regards to to Bryce. He can play, and like you said, he does he does do very smart things. You know, with his spacing and and moving around the floor. So you know, on the proviso that you know we see more of him this season, uh, I, I I agree with you. He's going to be a, you know a huge addition off the bench. And he likes neck deep, and I also like neck deep. So <laughs> we're going to get together and talk about neck deep at some point. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure you guys will have a great time. Punch it into um, one of your Pornhub searches, so it comes up. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. It's not Pornhub. Oh. Uh, all right. Next game of the round is my unicorns. Well, not my unicorns. Curtis's unicorns taking on the Kui Rup Koalas. That's um, uh, what's the GM of the koalas? I forget his name. Oh yeah, who is he? Who is that guy? Know. I don't know. Oh Mitchell, <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Gray. <laughs> Very embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's put together a really good side, and you know everyone sort of says, well, he had the first overall pick, but he's done very very well, well beyond that. Um, you know, like. If you look at his squad, he's he's picked up, you know, Mason in the second. He's picked up Brady in the fifth, which is just like filthy. It's yep, filthy. Stupid. It's disgusting. He was leading. He was the he was leading the league in points last season up until like round four or five. Yeah, he was he was putting up bulk points. Yeah, absolute baller. I can't believe you went that late. Uh, disgusting. Um, so you know when you when you put together a team that's this deep. Uh, I, I think they've got potential to do some real damage. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but you look at Jay, uh, Jay McMillan. I put him in the, you know, the top five. Even it'd be close to top three best players that's played Super League, and that includes Elite. He is he is just a complete player when it comes to comes to Super League, and I think he is going to do a lot of damage. He's probably top five blokes as well, if I'm honest. Yep. He's, he's yep. such a nice guy. Every time I've spoken to him, um, you know, he's he's just been an absolute delight to talk to. Um, which is which is really good because with blokes like Mitch, uh, Chris Lugman, and Ash Turner, who are who are genuine pricks, 
Um, he really... Don't forget Jake Connor too. I mean, oh, Jake Connor. Yeah, no, I like the Birdman. I like the Birdman personally. <laughs> but he really lifts the. Um, he really lifts that team from just being a genuinely good, per- good people. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I can't really talk too much about our team. Um, I suppose I can. We, you know, we've got a relatively deep side as well. I feel. Um, you know, we've we've picked up a couple of young guys that that love to run the floor. Yep. Um, in in both the Jakes that we've got, Jake Sutherland and uh, Eddie Jake Edwards. Um, yeah. They're, they're both really really good in transition. Uh, I, I feel like they're going to be high value for this side. We've got Cooper Rice, which we haven't seen yet. He's got he's got a niggling foot injury. He's going to be out for another couple of weeks, I think. Um, ben Rhodes is our is our primary big guy. Yeah. Um, He's, he's been really handy. He's got a good set of hands and, and good touch around the hoop and some high IQ. And then and then we've got, you know, Kyle, obviously, who, you know, I'm really happy to be playing for the Unicorns so I don't have to play against Kyle. <laughs> uh, I was about to ask you, who's, um, who is the better Sutherland? Is it is it the father or the son? Well, well, his son's definitely a better bloke, but... <laughs> um, I don't think that's hard, but in saying that, you're like I, I completely agree. Like you, I mean, you and I didn't talk for a couple of weeks after last season's grand final, and it was more because of me and Kyle just yapping at each other. And I have to, I have to admit, he's a phenomenal dude off the court. Cannot stand playing with him on the court, but he's he's one of those dudes. I guess like my Tom Greer last season. You want to play with him, you don't want to play against him. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I told you for a long time that Tommy Greer was a prick. Um, and you, know, I, fun, you know the funny thing is, we refer to Kyle and Tom Greer as you want to play with them, you don't want to play against them because they're pricks. They're also Kiwis. So, yeah. Oh right, <laughs> maybe that's what it Correlation. is. Correlation, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got to, I got the privilege of playing with with Tom not so long ago, and yeah, phenomenal teammate. Yep. No, they they uh, they do well, but yeah, like look, I think um, I think you've got uh, got a good side here. Tell me a little bit more about Cooper Rice. Uh, he he kind of come in late, but um, he's another big body that um, should do a little bit of damage inside. Am I correct? In all honesty, you probably know more about him than I do. Um, we haven't we haven't seen him yet. He's pretty quiet in the chat, but um, I think yep. I think once he gets once he gets going, um, he might be alright, but. He's because uh, he's injured. He sort of yeah. hasn't really um, hasn't Mate, really had. To, yeah, tough to get on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm keen keen to get a uh, get him on the side and, and meet with him. And um, you know, I've seen seen a few picks put up on Facebook. And yeah, he looks like a big unit. So uh, from all reports from from Spez, uh, who knows him quite well, um, he's he's an absolute baller. So we'll see we'll see what value he can bring to the side. Yep. Uh, look, uh, sorry, DT. I'm going to go with the koalas on this one. I think they're they've got an even keel of players, um, and their X factor is going to be Jay McMillan. Um, that's my tip. Well, look, mate. Everyone's entitled to be wrong, and <laughs> you, know, you, know that's what, of, you know what? Out of all of this, you know, what I've just realised out of this whole game that we've spoken about, we have not mentioned Lee Belton once. Who? <laughs> who holds the record for GMing the most championships in Elite. Um, I think if he's he's fit, he will go a long way in you know leading your unicorns to, to greatness. But I'm still going to stick with the uh, the koalas and, and Jay McMillan. 
he and I have, have had the chance to, to play a fair bit of basketball together now and um, I really enjoy playing with Lee and I think he's a, he's a terrific teammate. Again, one of those guys you don't want to play against. So we've got a couple of those guys on our team. So yeah, I think that's going to work yeah. in our favour. You're, you're another one of those guys. <laughs> uh, after a few little stories I've been hearing on a Thursday night, you're um, you're definitely one of those guys. I am the tamest person you'll ever meet on a Thursday night. I'll tell you that right now. Very good. All right, hit me with the next one. The next game is the crossover. Yes. So uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this season. So we're, we're running with a rolling crossover system. So... Uh, one team from each night will, will play a crossover game against uh, each other and it'll either be on the Monday or the Tuesday night. Uh, the opening round, we've got it on the Monday and it is the Dragons versus the Bloodhounds. Uh, two two favourite GMs of mine, Rowan Sword, uh, in his first, uh, his first go at GMing. And uh, what's the other guy's name? The big dopey bastard. Lucas Plaza <laughs> is is the head of the Dragons, which should be a very good game. Yeah, yeah this is an exciting game, actually. I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be really good. You know, you've got um, you got Dill Pickle yeah. as the as the first first rounder for the Dragons. I think he'll uh, he'll be you know invaluable to that team. Um, Really good on the offensive end, but just as good on the defensive end. And then you've got Gav Trapnell, who's who's a superstar on the defensive end as well. Uh, but underrated, I think, Callum Shave. Um, yes. I, I don't think he rates himself high enough either, but he's a, he's a go-to scorer. You can give him the ball and go, hey, go get us a bucket, and he can do it. Yep. Yeah, no, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's basketball... His basketball IQ is really good. He's a fit dude, and you know he's come up through the system uh, pretty short ranges as well. So you know his fundamentals are, are very, very clean, and you know, it, like you said, he can he can score at will, but he can also defend. So he's um, he's going to work really well with Gav Trapnell and Dill Pickle, and you know a few of these other guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, a good, really good defensive potential on this team, I think. So we'll see how they go. Um, for the Bloodhounds, they've they've got an interesting lineup. This is one of the more intriguing teams, I feel. Um, you know, with Jess Maudsley being the the first rounder and um, and an elite shooter, um, as well as Shane Badger, who's really proved himself in the first couple of seasons here at Super League. Yep. Uh, just a just a deep team. Like you know, you look at their eighth rounder and it's Summit. Like how does that how does that even happen? Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what, like, and, and another one of those blokes that you love to just, you know, take the piss out of is Dave Morseman, the fridge. Um, but you should have seen him the last, probably, last two or three scrimmages. He has played ball and he's concentrated on playing ball and he's, he's actually dominated. And we know that he can, do you know what I mean? He comes down for a bit of a laugh and... You know, even like you know, by his by his mouth only, he's, he's he's an old body, and you know he's there for a bit of fun. But he's actually been playing at both ends of the floor and and dominating. Like if he if he was to keep that up for the duration of the season, uh, duration of the season, he's a double double machine and a high double double machine. So, um, you know, I love to take the piss out of him as, as often as I can, but. He is going to play some very good basketball this season, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more until the point where he gets his first offensive foul, and then, then that's it. 
I'm hoping I'm refing that game. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they got they got Dan Whitfield, who who's uh, who's a, a really talented basketball player as well. We've seen his athleticism and and uh, and touch around the basket on display already. And yeah, I I really just like this team. I think they're I think they're a, a really good all rounded team. Yeah, look, this is another going to be a really close game for me. Um, I, a shout out to Plaz. You know, this is his second season in GMing. Um, he was pretty new to it last season, but his his new team this season is is looking very good. So I'm really happy with what he's been able to achieve. Uh, but these two teams on either night's competition, they they kind of stand up against each other pretty well. Uh, but I like to think that. You know they go a long way. Uh, you know in the duration of the season and play some finals. Yeah. So this game, who are you going with? I'm going with the Dragons. I only just. I. You know what? I'll stick with the Bloodhounds on this one. Uh, it's it's a flip of the coin, but only for the fact that I've seen the Bloodhounds play a little bit more than than the Dragons. So I'll stick with uh, my Tuesday night Bloodhounds. Yeah, cool. All right, we're gonna that, that wraps up the the Monday night A grade competition. We're gonna come back and talk about the B grade competition in just a moment uh, after a word from our sponsors. Lincoln Scott at Biggin and Scott Real Estate is here to help with all your property needs, whether you are selling, buying, or leasing your home in Berwick, Narry Warren, Beaconsfield, Officer, Pakenham, and surrounding suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates exceptional diligence, drive commitment and determination with 15 years experience. A genuine empathy for his clients and a true understanding of the magnitude of the decision they are making translate to an accomplished approachability. And in utilizing his strong negotiating skills, Lincoln's primary focus is to reward his client's trust with exceptional results, communication, attention to detail, and sharing his local knowledge, being a local resident all his life. Thinking of selling? Contact your local specialist, Lincoln Scott, at Biggin and Scott Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. And we are back. Uh, Tristan, let's talk about the Tuesday night competition. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a great night of basketball. We've only got three time slots on the Tuesday. But first up, we have the Philly Island Penguins taking on the Long Worry Knights. We haven't spoken too much about the Penguins. What are your thoughts on the Penguins? Uh, good team, wanker of a GM. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I look, look at their list and it looks deep. Yeah, it is. It is. I, there's a few blokes there that um, that have been gelling really well together and they've been playing very good games within the scrimmages and Brod Green hasn't been amongst it. He's had a few little injuries. So... Yeah, that they are deep. They can defend really well. Um, it's been a long, long time since I've seen Dan Quigley play, and he has he's a he has, baller. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't skipped a beat, has he? Like, I remember him from back in the day uh, down at the stadium, and it's yeah, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen him play, and he's he's doing really well. So I like his intensity from a defensive standpoint. It's freaking awesome having Dan Blythe in Super League. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a boy that's been around for a long time with you and I through domestic basketball who can shoot the piss out of it. Dan Eagleton, again, um, you know what you're going to get with him. It's just complete hustle. He runs the floor. Uh, he'll put up some points. He'll defend hard. Um, 
Greggy Wise is starting to get into some shape, which I really like. I mentioned that to him a few weeks ago. Uh, he, had a, he had a phenomenal scrimmage, not last week, the week before. Uh, and Starkey's just been flat out shooting the piss out of it. So a very good team, DT. A very, very good team. You mentioned everyone in the team except for Thomas Daly, who's who's. I, you know what? As soon as you solid said that, value, and as soon and as, soon as you started talking, uh, Kez Kez hasn't played yet, uh, but as soon as you said that, um, TD has been smashing it as well. He's he'd be up there, I reckon, as the the second or third scorer in the scrimmages. He um, he can play, man. He's really oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's a good frame. Uh, he's agile and he's quick, and it'd be it'd be averaging, I reckon you know, 10-plus points in the scrimmages. So he's another one that um, yeah, is doing really well. Quigley, we played against him a few weeks ago on the Thursday, and he was hitting all sorts of shit, like fadeaways, turnaround fadeaways in the key, and just absolute baller. I, I really I really rate that pickup. Yeah, it's pretty much it's a, it's pretty much uh, NFC, isn't it, this team? Yeah, yeah it th- is. On a Thursday? <laughs> Yeah, plus a few. Yeah, plus a few. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Good squad. So they're um, they're taking on um, on the Knights. Who you're kind of sweet on DT. I am. Uh, tell me a little bit about them and and what you're thinking. Well, the reason being, uh, you know, you've got Tim Morgan. Obviously, yeah. that's that's you know good enough as it is. Uh, absolute baller on both ends, uh, particularly on the defensive end. Gets away with murder. Yep. Um, yeah, jumper grabbing, all that That's sort a, of stuff. I could hear, a, I could I hear was, a lot of that. That comment was very salty too. It was, yeah, every time. But that, <laughs> if I could pick one one more player to select on our team, it'd be him. Yeah. So I don't have to play against him. Yeah. Uh, Cam Scott, who's this? This is probably like the X factor for this team. He is an absolute baller. He doesn't need to to lead the team in scoring to really change the game and. Yeah. Uh, just a just a leader on both ends, um, terrific defender and yeah, really smart offensive player. Very unselfish. Um, another pick up, Jake Jake Tuplin. Um, I think you'll we'll see probably a few games of his where he's you know maybe mid twenties to thirty points, and um, and we'll be we'll be talking about him on this podcast for sure. Well, here's probably the one out of the new blokes this season that I hadn't met before that really stands out for me. Um, he stood out from the get-go, and you know I love the way that he plays. And just another one of those dudes. He's he's a champion bloke off the court um, and a flat-out baller on the court. So uh, I'm stoked to have blokes like this around our league, DT. So you know, shout out to him. But you're right, he's going to put up some bulk points, especially with a few of these other players. Uh, and then like I, I just keep going down the list, and then you got Reece Ainsworth, you got Jacob Begg, which is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting that he got yeah. this low. Yep, um, he'd be up there with you know he'd been our top ten for the highest points scored in domestic Super League. He's he's had games where he scored in the high twenties and low thirties, you know, before. So the fact that he's going so low is stupid, and he runs the floor really well. And then you've got Jordan Hendricks, who's the you know he's the master foreman in my opinion uh, from a from an offensive standpoint. He gets um, he gets really good looks under the bucket, so you would you would anticipate him to to do that. Brad Clough, which is Lee Belton and Josh Belton's brother, 
uh, a, a kid that I used to coach. Well, he's not he's not really a kid anymore, but uh, it, back when he was a kid, I used to coach him a fair bit, and yeah. he is just a defensive stopping machine. Uh, hasn't played a lot in the scrimmages. He actually had some work done on his teeth, so he, he sat out a lot. But as much as I love I love Fab uh, for defensive player in the year from my Ducks. And, you know, Timmy Morgan and blokes like this. Brad Clough is the number one pick for me to get Defensive Player of the Year. I think he is the one that, uh, you know, these other defenders are going to have to beat to to get that title. Jesus, Tristan, when are you getting married? You knocked me back. But, <laughs> but there's still time. <laughs> no, no, I think he's, he's the one. I mean, you know him, DT. You coached, uh, you, you ref Yeah, him. I know him well. I know him yeah. well from back in the day. And yeah, he was a, he was a baller and very athletic. Um, yep. And long, actually. Like deceptively, <laughs> deceptively long. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's very athletic, unlike his, uh, his brother, um, <laughs> Lee. And then there's Stefan Jaya Wardner. Oh, that little fella. No, he's, he's one of our good mates, and he's uh, he's only been to a couple of scrimmages. He's nursing a bit of a knee injury, so he's going to be a, a week by week. For 15 week years. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an old man, but he'll be week by week, and we'll, we'll get some games into him, but uh, I'm sure he'll contribute fine. Yeah, for sure. This, this team's deep. It's a deep team. Uh, and for that reason, I am picking the Long Worry Knights to win this game. Uh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I think that I think the Knights will get over the line. Yeah, there you go. Uh, second game of the night, Tristan. We've got the <laughs> Ducks, your Ducks versus yep. the Bulls. This has got some potential. This. Yeah. Look, it's. Um... It's going to be a really good battle. It's going to be pretty much me versus uh, Jeff Reed. Uh, just going head, <laughs> just going head to head. Two old bulls, uh, two big shooters, just going at it. Uh, I've got a bit of a knee injury. He's got a bit of a calf injury, but um, I think whoever shoots better out of the two of us is is going to get over the line. <laughs> yeah, fair call. All right, that's that's good. That's that's or, a that's a good or, take. Or the Schnoz uh, and Westy might score a few more points than me, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Westy's Westy's in good form. He had uh, he had high twenties the other night. Um, you know, you got the Schnoz, who's who's always he's a bucket. You know, he's just yep. a bucket. Uh, this is a, your team's a deep team. Like, get out. Yeah, well, it is. It is, and and I'm pretty excited about it. So we uh, we we had a, we had. A.D. Sanchez, who had to pull the pin because of work commitments. So, John O'Brace uh, taking his spot, and he's only he's just under twelve months post knee Rico, um, but he's been running the floor really well. So, I, I like our team. I think one thing that you know really stands out that I've noticed in our scrimmages is we're a team that moves the ball really well offensively, and we defend really well together. So. Based off that, moving the ball offensively, you know, you're going to find your shooters in in Westy and Benji, um, and then you're going to have the likes of, you know, uh, Joshy Belton and Fab and Jono really attacking the bucket and, you know, uh, the schnoz inside and, and Westy inside from time to time. So I like it. Um, 
I when, when you say Westy inside from time to time, are you talking like when someone hits him accidentally with the ball when he's cutting? Or yeah, yeah, correct. Well, no, he doesn't really cut, but if he just <laughs> kind of. If he kind took, of took an end line play and in bounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So um, no, I love it. Um, I'm getting. I like to think that I'm getting a little bit fitter and stronger. Uh, and then we've also got like our last pick, DT. I think was your like sixth pick in Bailey Bailey Griffiths. He's so yeah, he can play, and um, I, I I love that too. I, I I can't say any more than that. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to smash those balls. Look, I'm I'm not that confident. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, and when you look at the Bulls, the Bulls are a deep team too. Um, you know, you talk you talk Jeff Reed, who hasn't been taking the floor all that often in the scrimmages. Uh, Tommy Walsh, who's in in fine form. Uh, we got we got the chance to play against him the other week, and uh, he's hitting all sorts of stuff. And then you got Link, of course, who's who's a baller. But also you got Morgs. Um, pulling down all the rebounds and, and Adam Rawlings, who, who I, I was yet to see. But uh, one player who really impressed we, me was uh, Michael McPhee. Yeah. Um, I, I've played against him plenty of times before, but in the scrimmage, I, I, I don't think I've really got a chance to sort of um, go one-on-one with him. And he is such a strong person. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he's, he's, he's so strong defensively. And that's where... You know, the likes of Tommy and Jeff and Link are going to be completely and utterly freed up is because Mick's got a really good IQ and he passes the ball really well. Um, so I, I see the team probably sending me to him from time to time. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a really good IQ and he passes the ball well. So he's going to free up Link, you know, for him to shoot the three ball or attack. He's going to he's going to free up Jeff and Tommy and, and, and then create off the ball. Um and yeah, do a really good job. But you know, talking about you know the Darcy family, you know Harry Darcy's playing as well. He runs the floor. He's so agile and he's so fast. He's very fast. Um, <clears throat> he'll get a, he'll get a lot of quick points in trans. Um, so yeah, like a, a really good team. I I still I still take our ducks on paper over them. But you know, I think Tuesday night will come and it'll, it'll tell the story. Yeah, uh, well, I think I'm going to go with the Bulls on this one just because, you know, I think I think if Jeff plays, you know, Morgs and, and Adam Rawlings are going to have an absolute field day uh, getting spoon-fed layups all night long. Um, you know, the only the only uh, knock on your ducks is you'll have one person playing defense in Fat Monty and the rest, everyone everyone's going to be watching. So I feel like the, the Bulls are going to have a field day with, uh, with backdoor cuts. And uh, and pick your ducks apart. All right, prick. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Did I go too hard? I went I too hard, it. didn't I? I love it. I love it. I'm <laughs> refing on on Monday night, so you know we'll talk about we'll talk about that then. Oh, uh, the last time slot is uh, eight twenty, and it's the Hornets versus the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a good game, I think. Um, the Hornets uh, picked up Spez, so you've got like probably one of the best offensive guys, one of the best defensive guys in in Trav Blackney, um, and, and and then you've got know, one of the most attractive guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> in Adam Edgecombe. 
He's he's been the subject of a lot of chatter in our in our group chat, and I don't know why because we're all blokes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people talk about Adam Edgecombe's trending in our group chat right now. So yeah, uh, no, look, I uh, I like this team, like you said. You know, you've got you've got some good uh, offensive prowess, and you know some some good defensive leaders as well. So. They're gonna do. They're gonna do really well. But for me, it kind of the standout so far. These these scrimmages has been the Lakeside Vikings. Mike Godfrey's back and and GMing his Lakeside Vikings, and he's picked the team that love to defend uh, and they love to get out and spread the floor and shoot the three ball as well. So, uh, look, I'm gonna go with the Vikings on this one, DT, just for the likes of you know new recruits in Ben Tonkins and uh, Alex Katuziak, you know, running the floor. Um, uh, a big shout out to their eighth round pick, Jordan White, who could lead the league in three point shots. And I know Jeff Reed, and I know um, Steve West playing this competition, but Jordan White could be the leader in three point shots made. This guy's an absolute bucket, and they've built a good side. Yeah, I noticed him uh, when he when he came and played a scrimmage on our night, and yeah, he hit he hit quite a few. Um, so yeah, this. This Vikings team is really deep. Yeah, the um, only thing I don't like about Jordan is decked out in Melbourne United gear. So we'll have to um, we'll have to read him the T's and C's uh, in round one and, and make sure that that doesn't happen again. But um, outside of that, he's um, he's been another uh, good dude to have around our uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the the Vikings are a really solid side, and uh, it's hard to see those guys losing especially when they play with such intensity but um can you can you tell me any more about the hornets there's a couple of guys on that team i haven't seen in johan and aj scott yeah so johan was the bloke i called um mystery dick uh because we hadn't met him yet um and it was good that he was (laughs) slightly a little bit taller than when i actually met him because i thought he was going to beat the crap out of me but um, no, no, he's a he's a he's a phenomenal dude, and and, and another baller. He's um, he's one of those, I guess, all rounders from a point guard position. He he distributes the ball really well. Um, he can attack the bucket and score uh, where required. Um, he's good on the defensive end, and he's really fit. So I think he's going to slot into that spot. Um, you look at he's probably one of those guys that you would look at being a newer player. Didn't really make it to the combines. He could probably move up a round or two uh, next season. So they've got themselves a bit of a steal there. Um, but, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a really good, um, you know, supporting cast to, the, to this team. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still locking in the, the Vikings for me. I think the, they're going to be a, a really hard team to beat. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind betting that they're right there at the end of the season. Yep, couldn't agree more. Well, Tristan, that uh, that pretty much wraps up this week's action uh, opening round. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think that kind of wraps it up. Um, I'm pretty keen to get into it, and you know, as as the weeks go by, we'll um, we'll start running some some competitions. You know, at timeouts, at, at half times, and. Um, you know, get the player of the weeks up and and all that type of thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a heap of fun, and I can't wait to get stuck into it. Yeah, likewise, mate. Well, uh, thank you for joining me tonight, mate. It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll see the rest of you guys on Monday and Tuesday night.